MMM podcast. The future is boundless in partnership with Boundless. Featuring a discussion with Terry Hilton, CEO, Boundless. I'm very excited about what we're building culturally, but also just the bigger picture of whether you're a patient, whether you're a client, whether you're part of our staff, that your Boundless life gets fulfilled through our environment. Francesco Lucarelli, Chief Commercial Officer, Boundless. We've jokingly referred internally around sort of the Wayne Gretzky mentality of, right, not following the puck, but going where the puck's going to be. And so we're trying to approach that perspective with our clients from the same frame of mind. Here's your host, MM&M Editor-at-Large, Mark Iskowitz. Hi, I'm Mark Iskowitz, Editor-at-Large for MM&M, and I welcome you to uh, this podcast and vodcast. Any of you probably have heard in uh, recent weeks, Next Practice Group, led by Bob Pearson. There's been a lot of momentum there, and also read on our site about the partnership between NPG and Boundless Group, Boundless Life Sciences Group. And I'm joined by Kerry Hilton, CEO of Boundless Life Sciences, and Francesco Lucarelli, Chief Commercial Officer, to tell me more about that. Many of you have also probably recall uh, the origins of Boundless, which is HCB Health, uh, based in Austin, Texas. But we're here to talk about the new iteration, and that is Boundless Life Sciences Group. So, Carrie and Francesco, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate Thank you. Time. Good to be here. You got it. You got it. So uh, tell me about the um, name Boundless. How'd you come up with the name? And uh, tell us more about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm really excited to be here because what we are talking about is something that I've been thinking about for years. We were looking at our three to five year plan right towards the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And we all know that a lot of things went on pause uh, around March of 2020. So we put our plans to go forward on pause till we just kind of work through that. But we have been thinking about who are we, where are we going, what does the agency of the future look like? I mean, let me just put it out there that HCB started out as partner initials, right? That was 21 years ago. And as we've evolved, we've become very steeped in HCP marketing. And then we have a number of competitors with similar initials and we kind of get them all mixed up uh, out there in conversation. So we wanted to clear that up for one thing, but, uh, but also we saw that we were becoming something more than just, you know, an agency based in Austin, Texas. And so this idea, especially coming out of the pandemic of uh, being boundless really resonated with us because the idea of being boundless is about a mindset. How do we not hang on to traditional ways of working? How do we rethink uh, work works best for our clients, but also for our staff? We believe that everybody deserves to live a boundless life. And so Boundless Life Sciences Group is based on that philosophy that being boundless in the way you think, in the way you act, in the way you live, all really supports that bigger goal of helping patients improve their lives. Hmm. And we'll talk more about um, how the boundless name kind of filters down into your culture a little bit later. First, maybe there's a question more for, for you, Francesco. How do you think clients uh, will, will react to this uh, the new iteration uh, Boundless Life Sciences Group? The passion behind it is pretty invigorating. You can kind of sense from hearing from Kerry. I mean, this is uh, something he's been working on for years. Uh, he and I have been working on it now for a number of years. 
the element that I get so excited about is just the the symbolism even or the the metaphor of boundlessness. When you think about speaking to a child, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, no one is ever limited. It's always unlimited potential. And as we've been slow rolling this out there to some of our clients already, the response back has been phenomenal. Uh, we just had dinner last night with a client and she was immediately gravitating towards it. She's like, this is fantastic. I can see how this gives you just a bigger energy, a bigger sense of what you can do. But more importantly, she started introspectively looking at how can I take some of this and bring it into my own team, my own marketing department internal. So while we're excited about what it can be for us as an agency and for that philosophy going outward, I truly believe a lot of clients are going to look at it too from that same introspective lens to say, all right, how can we start looking at things differently? How can we look at problems and say, well, the past might have shown us this, but now there's a new way to look at it. Or instead of saying, well, that can't be done, it's all right, how could it be done? And that's how we're trying to train our staff as well. Um, so it is a it is a philosophy. It's it's a name. It's a passion. It's a it's it's just a sense of enthusiasm that clients at this level are already responding to. And I'm I'm imagining that it's not just going to be a one off. I think a lot of folks are going to gravitate towards that. Sure. It's more than a name. It's, it's kind of infectious. And that was mm-hmm. part of the reason why we really jumped on that and said, this right. feels like us, but also feels like um, what the world is asking for. Yeah. So talk about more how that filters into your culture and how you pull that same theme through to your recruitment efforts and, and in addition to your client and sure. business development efforts. Sure. So um, our new website is boundlesslife.com. And there's something really cool about being boundless life sciences and having a website that's boundless life. There's a double entendre there. And again, we want to empower others to live a boundless life. So our ultimate goal of empowering patients to live a boundless life starts with the way we foster that culture with our, our team. And, um, you know, there's a great page on our website where we've got, Everybody who enthusiastically submitted a photo of them doing something with, you know, a, with their boundless passion, whether they're rock climbing or whether they're deep sea diving or whether they're doing something else that's just of their passion, it's there. And we mm-hmm. believe that when you can fuse together that passion for your personal life and that passion for the ultimate mission of helping patients live a boundless life, it really becomes that purpose just embodies your daily work life. Mm -hmm. So, so far the staff, when we introduced the staff, they were quickly resonated to it, ran to it, felt like they could live it out, so to speak. So we knew we had something we think that's special around that when we got that reaction. And we always think about the P's in our industry, right? There's patients, there's providers, there's payers, we looked at the P's within our organization. So we were looking at people, patients, passion. And what Boundless led to was kind of check, check, check. Uh, We always want to put the patient first. And that's something that as we approach our clients and customers and the outward facing nature of it, we are constantly reminded of that. We do a lot of philanthropic work, both individually and as an agency. But now the passion behind a name that means more than, as Carrie alluded to, just initials before, people are excited about it. We've had our staff say, when can we start wearing shirts? When can we start wearing hats? And that's (laughs) something that, again, I've been 26 years in the industry now. I've not 
ever recalled somebody saying, I want to put on my company hat. And that's kind <laughs> of exciting. Yeah, sure. And uh, you've, it's interesting to hear that it's playing well all around the country because thanks to work from home, you've got people in far some far-flung locations. But um, talk about like how this plays out and into the types of services that you're going to be offering as well because as we know, the industry is facing a really complicated you know, set of circumstances in the, in the years ahead. I think that's why they're responding you know, the way they are yeah. to this boundless philosophy. So talk, talk about that a bit in your offering. So I think we'll both hit this a, a little bit. I'll just start by saying when we have this common vocabulary within the organization of having a boundless mindset and how we look at problems, how we look at barriers, and those barriers are meant to be brought down. When we challenge our staff and ask them, is that boundless thinking? Is that a boundless mindset? If that situation that your client is going through is something that we're not applying that uh, philosophy to, then we should be. But because we are expanding our capabilities with that, you know, boundless services, so to speak, we are adding new capabilities that um, we were doing to a limited degree. But now with our partnership with Next Practice Group, with NPG Health, those really open up in a dramatic way. And I'll let Francesco kind of talk a little bit about some of those key things that we're uh, bringing in. Yeah, we really listened to what the client's needs were as well. And coming in from, you know, steeped history of 21 years as a creative agency, a lot of accolades, a lot of great responses from existing clients, clients that have been there for five, six, eight years and beyond. But also looking at, as you said, Mark, what does the future look like? Where are the challenges coming? Everyone, to some extent, has to get bigger, stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, right? Bear, bear none. That's the expectations. Uh, C-suites at clients are expecting marketing teams to use analytics, but not just from a metric tracking perspective, but now from a prognostic perspective. Where do we go? We've jokingly referred internally around sort of the, the Wayne Gretzky mentality of right following, not following the puck, but going where the puck's going to be. And so we're trying to approach that perspective with our clients from the same frame of mind. They've shared with us, here's where our gaps are. Here's where our needs are. Here's the things that we're hoping to evolve. And as we've now looked at services that align ourselves earlier, more upstream in the funnel, commercialization consulting, working with uh, teams in as early as phase two, working with the clinical development team. I can remember from being on the client side, one of the, the worst things imaginable as an inline marketer is to get a product that's nearing approval and you look at the package, you look at the profile, you look at the trial or excuse me, you look at the label design. And you're questioning, what do I really have here? So clients still to this day face some of those same challenges. So if we can help them with services earlier in that funnel, if we can help bridge that divide between the commercial development team and the inline team or the commercialization team, we're solving that. We also hear medical communications. What can we start to do with building scientific platforms, helping with opinion leader development? What are those next generations? How do we use online influencers, not just the traditional you know, podium speakers? All of those service offerings now are things that we're bringing into a, a wholesale offering mm -hmm. that, again, it's based on client needs. So it's not just based on, hey, we can do this. You should do it. It's more of we've listened. We've used these past three, three, four years, but also looking ahead. What are the expectations of what the market's going to need? 
Sure. You, you mentioned, you know, going uh, earlier and earlier into, you know, clinical development. Do you see, uh, you know, commercial uh, having a real influence on the design of clinical trials yet? I know that's something where, you know, a lot of uh, companies will say, you know, we are getting involved there, but then you talk to others and they'll say, well, there still is that commercial clinical divide. Uh, where, where do you see that trend? It's a fantastic question. And, and I think you're absolutely right. There's still a bit of a dichotomy there between where have folks truly evolved. I think the vision and the knowledge is that it needs to get there. We need to break down that wall. Mm-hmm. More and more clients are beginning to get there, but there's still a construct from the past that just hasn't quite evolved yet. And that's where I think some of our offerings with the expertise that we have with folks that have been in industry 25, 30, 35 years can go in there and help support that. When you think about clinical trial design, PROs, inclusion, exclusion, you have to be thinking, you know, three years, four years, five years out, is this endpoint going to be relevant anymore? What are those predictive models show? What Mm -hmm. are patients going to need? And if those aren't decisions made at that phase, as we know, it's too late to come back and do that and then create messaging that is based on nothing. So mm-hmm. I, I do feel that we're, we're evolving there slowly, hopefully mm-hmm. quicker in the next few years. I think technology is going to force us to do that. I think uh, AI is going to enhance the ability to do that more. And the agencies and clients that are willing to adapt that sooner are, are going to benefit from that. Yeah. So, so, and not, not to mention, you know, designing trials with more equity involved. Yes. And so it sounds like a lot of opportunity from that regard. Yeah. And if you're not there early, as you said, then you miss those opportunities. And if you don't have that boundless mindset to rethink how that was traditionally done, then you will miss those opportunities. Right. Yeah. So about changing the mindset. Yeah. And now let's talk about again about NPG and the relationship there. What what does having them behind you or having that, you know, linkage allow you to do? Sure. Sure. Well, um, for those who don't know, Next Practice Group, NPG Health, at the head of that organization is a gentleman named Bob Pearson. Bob coincidentally lives in Austin, Texas. How convenient. Before, yes, before the pandemic, we were having conversations with Bob to bring him in as an advisor on our advisory board. Um, and then that got put on hold. And then a little over a year or so ago, began to open those conversations up. And what we found was, again, coming back to the word mindset, we shared a similar passion for where we could go, where we should go, how could we do more. Um, We saw what he was wanting to do. We saw what he was assimilating. And we said, first of all, we just culturally really aligned with, uh, with one another. And I like having um, someone close by that we can grab a coffee and a lunch and kind of map out, whiteboard some things. So um, that's really accelerating now. That momentum behind MPG is is really taking off. And, and um, we believe that by being part of that, having the access to those uh, predictive modeling, analytic tools, things of that nature, bringing on media teams, bringing on other groups in uh, cybersecurity and AI, all of those things accelerate our capabilities so that we can, as Francesco alluded to, get there faster to meet the needs of a very evolving marketplace. Mm-hmm. I think it truly reinforces boundlessness as well, because the the great thing about Bob and working with him and and we share a similarity in our backgrounds and work experience at Novartis. So we mm-hmm. kind of have some of the same cultural experiences, but that idea of 
there really is a one in one actually makes four. I mean, it's beyond just three because we do look at things from that mindset of let's map out what a potential problem is and let's think about what a good solution would be, not what's possible, but what is a good solution. Mm -hmm. And there's a true, genuine, boundless mindset to say, well, let's figure out how to get there. And that's exciting. There's no there's no limitations to that. And I think it's given us a lot of wind in the sails to say, hey, let's let's pursue this thing boundlessly. Sure. And do we apply that same uh, thinking to capital allocation? You know, we think about your uh, your M&A over the next you know years. Absolutely. How, how much of a how, how aggressive should we expect uh, Boundless Group to be in, in that regard? Well, I would say within the at least the first quarter of this year, you will see at least one acquisition come out of Boundless with um, two or three others that are on our horizon. So um, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Can't, can't say too much now other than uh, the vision is big and the resources allow us to do some big things. Okay, great. I'll just finish up with a question for you both. How do you both live the boundless ideal? All right. You know what? Why don't you take that? Wow. First. Certainly. I, I always, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rule of three guy, so I'll, I'll answer this in three parts. Uh, initially, I've always been driven by philanthropic efforts, passion. It was something that was driven in by my parents. And wow, 16, 17 years ago, I started uh, climbing to beat breast cancer. My mom passed away from that. And for years, we did a lot of high altitude mountaineering and raising funds for that. Mm -hmm. As the years and the, you know, the joints and the arthritis have caught up to me, I've not been able to do that as much anymore. So now I've, Mm -hmm. I've refocused on my other passions of exploration of deep sea and diving with sharks and going around the world. And I've been very blessed to, to be able to get a byline and uh, shark week one year oh, and really? meet some great people. But uh-huh. to me, it's that constant curiosity. It's being boundless. I know that there's a whole heck of a lot out there that I don't know. And and I want to be driven by trying to, to get answers to questions and learn more. And the third part of the answer is then really bringing that back to what we're doing at Boundless is trying to instill that same passion and curiosity with our staff. And the name alone is, if that's scratching the surface right now and the enthusiasm that we're seeing right now, I I can't wait to see what, you know, the next two, three, four, five years are going to bring forward. Yeah, nice. Nice. Carrie? I would echo a lot of that uh, and say, uh, I spend a lot of time skiing in the mountains. I love the lake. Um, I love having that ability to do those things, of course. But I think uh, coming back to our staff, I love knowing that we can create a culture where our staff can live a boundless life with their families, right? Mm -hmm. And they can do those things, that they can not just have a work life and have a an escape to their family life that those things are actually in parallel with one another and that's where i get my charge is knowing that we're building something that uh, enables that empowers that so i'm very excited about what we're building culturally but also just the bigger picture of whether you're a patient, whether you're a client, whether you're part of our staff, that your boundless life gets fulfilled through our environment. Okay, great. So, so Carrie and Francesco, thanks so much for joining me today. This is fascinating. And I hope we can do this again as the boundless ideal takes root and flourishes. You bet. Look forward to it. This has been great. Appreciate the time. Look forward to the future. Absolutely. Absolutely.